There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Elio's original. And welcome to Web Crawlers. This is our mailbag episode where we read your emails and play your voicemails and read your reviews if there are any. I am Allie Siegel. I am Melissa Stetton. And I producer Maria. We have a lot of voicemails. Should we get into it? Or are there any new reviews? There's a couple. Let's read There's them, a baby. Couple, couple of quick ones. There's one scathing one. Have you seen the scathing one? Oh my God, no. The one star? The one star. No. You know what I was thinking about with even if we get bad reviews, it still adds to the review count. So it still yes, helps. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Oh my God, that's you so can say, true. You can give us as many one star reviews as you want. No, it's, no. But don't. Don't do Melissa. it. But, but if that's you the, do. just, you know, something good does come out of that. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. Simple minded, annoying girls. Nice. <laughs> that's the one. Okay, this is from It's Melts Mary Lee. Best pot ever. I've been a lurking listener for over a year. Love this podcast so much. Allie, Melissa, and Maria are hilarious, and I look forward to every episode. Aww. Thank nice. you. Thank you. This one is from Am- Amphibian Slut. Nice. Five stars. We stand. Started listening during the pandemic and haven't stopped since. Great. Yeah, nice. Close to a 1,000. We're at 945. Almost there, oh, baby. Yeah. Let's get into these voicemails. Hi, this message is for the web crawlers. This is Laura from Massachusetts. Um, 
I've called before, but I haven't heard my voicemail yet. I really hope I hear it soon. Um, then it would make sense that I'm already calling again. <laughs> um, but my husband has told me about something um, really strange, and I had to call you right away. So apparently he goes, or I'm sorry, went to high school years ago with a girl um, who dropped off of social media for a number of years, and then when she reappeared, she was really into this thing called Cambo, K-A-M-B-O, and it's like Cambo? ingesting frog toxin oh dmt so i guess they like scrape the backs of these oh yeah. little poisonous frogs in the amazon and then somehow like scrape it into their skin and get really 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 high and it's supposed to cure all sorts of um ailments and I, I don't know it sounds super strange her face looks super weird so we think she's putting it on her face or maybe uh. she just had a lot of botox we're not sure anyways you should look this up because I am fascinated by this and I need to hear what you think about it. Um, yes, Cambo, look it up. Love you, la la la. Now, I've heard of like people getting high from like licking the back of poisonous toads, but this yeah. feels different. Cambo cleanse. There's a Wikipedia page about it. It says, here's what they say. There's no proper research, but this is what they say it can it can help. Addiction, Alzheimer's, anxiety, cancer, chronic pain, depression, diabetes, hepatitis, HIV and AIDS, infections, infertility, rheumatism, and vascular conditions. This is on, on Healthline.com. This is what, what people yeah, are saying. I've never heard of this. Wow. It first became known as alternative therapy in the late 2010s. But since the mid-20th century, it's been practiced in urban regions of Brazil. But then Brazil banned the sale and marketing of it in 2004. I mean, that seems a little uh, loco brains to me. There's got to be another way. That's okay. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. No, thanks. But... (laughs) Okay, good luck with good, all yeah, that. Have fun. This message is for the web crawlers. La la la. Shoo-bop, <laughs> okay. I really like that, that girl's, you know, little she shoe-bop she, she rendition. Um, uh, she did it way better than me. Sorry. Hi, I have no self-control or restraint. I wasn't going to call again, especially to talk about pizza, but... Um, the spaghetti taco episode really just, you know, it really befuddled me. I, are we going for the Italian flavor here? Or are we going for the Mexican? Oh my God. Sorry. A rock just hit my windshield. I usually call you guys when I'm driving because I, um, can't seem to hold my attention when I'm in the house. Um, or right now, <sighs> anyway, spaghetti tacos. So, Yes. What is the flavor profile here? Because it's confusing to me. And I can't wrap my head around Italian. it. I, I think like, it's Italian. I think it's Italian. It's You know, could be really interesting. But I'm thinking, like, if we are going Italian, you know, with, like, marinara sauce and garlic and parmesan, would it not be incredible instead of, like, a corn tortilla or, like, a flour tortilla to do, like, a tacoey flat garlic bread? Yeah, yeah, type situation. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, no, I do. Uh-huh. That's yeah. all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. This is this is a disaster. The 
reason, well, one of the reasons I'm calling is because of this pizza that I had in 2014, and I'm still talking about it to this day. Um, and I don't know, I guess they can't speak to the quality because I haven't been there in so long, but I think it's worth a try because I did look it up and it wasn't something that I just ate when I was like super high and also tired from coming back from a camping trip, which I mean, that did happen, but, um, it's rated by the Food Network. Like it's a good, okay. Song's Pizza in Des Moines, Iowa has crab rangoon pizza. Ooh. It sounds crazy. No, but it's, like, I really fucking good. Crab Rangoon. So Rangoon I recommend too. it, and you should try it. And spaghetti tacos. I don't know. Whatever. Sorry for taking up so much of your time. This, um, you know, Ooh, I good. just I got nervous. I got excited because I've been having these synchronicities um, with my boyfriend where we're, like, psychic with each other. And I wasn't at all, like I said, but Liz called, I think, about, like, a movie synchronicity, and I was like, fuck it. So... Oh, I think there's a part two. This crab I'm looking at pizza looks good. Yeah, Fong's Pizza in Des Moines. This looks really good. Yeah. It messages for the web crawlers. I'm sorry. I'm a disgrace. I'm sure that was as difficult for everyone to listen to as it was for me to find <laughs> it out. But um, anyway, I just. Uh, I just have to finish. So, um, so I've been having these like weird, like psychic synchronicities with my boyfriend and like the first one when you guys were talking about like the wrong I'm fastest on wrong level and powers and all that stuff I listened to that episode and then I like came, my boyfriend came home from work and we were like you know gonna eat and like watch Netflix or whatever and he was like do you want to watch a movie tonight instead of like a show and I was like yeah like whatever you want and he picked Austin Powers oh my god <laughs> and I was like that's crazy. I just looked at a web crawlers episode on Austin Powers today. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Because, you know, <laughs> he has to live with me so he doesn't get excited about these things as as much as I do. Um, but I was like, that was crazy. Um, and then also, so like Liz called in about Cameron. And like, I also recently rewatched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I haven't seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I've driven past that house. It's by um, the Grenade Beach, Cameron's house. Oh, um, yeah, near Chicago. Uh, uh, anyway, so I had another one. This one's kind of stupid, but um, I have, like, a, a board on my office, and it's, like, all my birthday cards for my boyfriend and, like, the first date. Well, one, like, yeah, first date we had to, like, pictures and stuff. And so it's, like, an old birthday card, and I was on the phone with him, and I was reading the card, like, silently in my head. Like, I just, like, glanced at it because I was cleaning the room, and we were talking on the phone. And on the card it said, can't wait for up, up to later, which when we first moved into our house, we didn't have internet. So we had to like do this whole workaround to get stuff to connect to the TV or whatever. But like we both, I mean, we have internet now. We haven't said that in a while. And like, as I was reading it, like not a second later, he said something and he goes, up dude. And I was like, what? Because we haven't said that in such a long time. And then he just said it right after I read it. Then there's one more, and he's going to be mad at me for telling you this, because so recently we went to Colorado for a bike race, and I was, like, going to go meet his friend, because I was not in the race, so I was going to go meet his friend's girlfriend, and I was, like, getting ready to leave, and I had this thought happen in my head where I was, like, I'm not going to make it. And I was, like, yes, I am. Like, I'm going to meet her. Like, whatever. 
not a minute later, my boyfriend calls me and he goes, you need to come pick me up. I'm not going to make it. So he made it 90 miles out of his. Oh, it ends. It ends Whoa. and then there's not another there's one. There's not a part. No. <laughs> so she had to go pick up her boyfriend because he wasn't going to make it. He, he was riding his bike. Yeah. And then, oh my God, we. Wow. You guys are on the same wavelength. That's crazy. Well, I hope he's okay. I hope he didn't die. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on. Yeah. This is a message for web crawlers, and goddamn, it is hot here in South Louisiana in the <laughs> aftermath of Hurricane Ida. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I posted in the Discord. Um, this is Laura, by the way. I don't even know if I said it. It is so hot, my brain scrambled like an egg. Um, I posted a link to donate to the Cajun Navy, who is a big part of the relief. Mm-hmm. clean up um, and rescue uh, operations here. Uh, finally got back to my hometown. Power is still out. Um, basically, we went and cleaned out our fridge, and it was disgusting. I hope you never lose power and have to clean out rotten, mm, moldy vegetables oh, out of no. your fridge because that is the worst smell ever. Uh-huh. Oh, um, but anyway, uh, we're safe. Our apartment's good besides being hot and sweaty and stinky right now. Uh, we count our blessings. Um, sadly, a few houses, you know, didn't make it. A trailer park down the street from me, a lot of their houses are destroyed. But... Oh, um it seems like we have minimal casualties, which is great. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to call update you guys on that, but you know that I, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, it's hot. AC's out. My little car has not been driven since we evacuated. It is, she's not happy. All right. Uh, love you guys. Boy, yoing, yoing. Wow. Glad you are safe. Yeah. And that was from the beginning of September. So hopefully things are getting better. God, how scary. Nothing worse than when your refrigerator doesn't work and then you got to, everything starts going bad. I have a refrigerator repairman coming tomorrow. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. How weird. Hi. This message is for the web crawler. This is um, Talia. I've uh, called a couple times before, and I just listened to a podcast that I, I, and I heard a story about a female serial killer. Her, her story is just so up your alley that I, I just Ooh. couldn't not call and let you in on it. So she, her name was Leonarda Chianchuli, mm. if I'm, I think I'm saying it correctly mm-hmm. um she's also known as the um the soap maker of oh yeah Reggio. she murdered um three women in the town of Correggio. turned them into soap um, i think in the what? early um 20th century it's an insane story it has a lot of um black magic fortune tellers psychosis of all kinds just a little hint. She was a soap maker and a serial killer. And she found out how to dispose of the bodies in a very, very interesting way. <laughs> just just connect the dots. Um, so maybe you would like to 
and uh, getting into it and, and reading about it. And she wrote, oh, and she finally was caught. And um, when she was in jail, she wrote an entire autobiograph, auto, autobiography. What my brain just shut down. She went into insane detail in that book. Um, that's my rec for you all. And yeah, um, I love the podcast. And thank you for, so much for making it. La, la, la. Ooh. I think we did an episode on female serial killers where we discussed kind of non-specifically a whole bunch of them. And we touched on her, but not in specific. Yeah, her name is familiar. Yeah, because I remember the Leonardo Cianciulli. That's crazy. soap maker. That's right. Next message. Uh, This is a message for the web crawlers. But actually, no, it's not. This is a message for Angelica Counters. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's Marcos here. again. Yeah. So a few years ago, um, I'm driving home. Uh, it's like almost midnight, so it's really dark. Um, and Melissa can tell you, deer are a presence. In West Michigan, oh. um, there's deer everywhere. There's dead deer everywhere. It's really sad. People hit dead them deer. all the time. People die. My dad hit um, a So I'm driving God. home, and there's this, like, specific area in, like, Allegan County where there's, like, twists and turns, and I'm coming around this curve where there's actually been quite a few um, bad accidents. I remember I kind of, I sort of got this feeling like time was slowing down, uh, which is really weird, um, but I've had it before with like my anxiety. And then all of a sudden I hear this voice in my head and it just says, dear, like really abruptly. And oh my God. so I'm like, okay. And I like slow down just to be safe. And then like, as I'm coming around the corner, this deer just bolts out of the woods and like across the road and like I definitely would have hit it if I hadn't um, pumped the brakes just then. Weird. And so that was cool. Um, My guardian (laughs) angel is doing a really good job. Shout out to her. (laughs) And yeah, make make of that what you will. Was it a guardian angel? Am I a psychic? I also had this really weird experience on the psychic note where um, so it's night again uh, my mom's cutting vegetables in the kitchen and as i'm leaving the kitchen i like all of a sudden get this really intense stabbing pain in my stomach and then like a second later i hear my mom go shit and she had cut herself with with the knife oh my god um, pretty badly so that was really crazy that's the only time that's ever happened but yeah, yeah love the show um, have a great night. Uh, goodbye. Dang. Wow, he's really in tune. Yeah. Okay, next message. This is a message for the web crawlers. Um, this is Marcos again. I wanted a quick call and um, do my part two to my sleep paralysis story I called in with mm-hmm. um, a while ago. Um, so this takes place like super soon after, like maybe a couple weeks after I had that sleep paralysis with the pale alien in my room and um oh the one so that technically this is an oh, yeah. paralysis but it's more like a really vivid dream but like a little too vivid if you know what I mean it starts off with there's this bright blinding 
pink light coming through um, my windows. And I have these, like, blackout curtains that usually work pretty well. Um, I maybe didn't, like, shut them all the way or something because a lot of the light was pouring through. And like I said, it was a pink, like, orb of light. This is where it gets weird. It was, I've never had a dream or experience like this any, uh, anytime since, but it was like an out of body experience. So I'm like outside my body watching myself sleep. And then next thing I know, I'm watching myself, um, walk down the hallway and out of my front door. And so that's really freaky. And then this is where things start to get a little fragmented. Like things start skipping ahead and I don't, maybe don't remember like all the details in between. But so then I'm standing outside of my front door and there's this figure standing in the shadows of like the overhang of our roof. And I guess that's what people would, would call a, a shadow person. Um, but like he's not wearing a hat or anything. Uh, maybe mine just wasn't into accessories. accessories. <laughs> um, he, if you've ever seen the paint that's supposed to be like the blackest black paint, like you can buy, like it just absorbs all light. So he was like that. Yeah, like, Martin he, he just was standing in the that. shadows, oh, and really? it's, it's pitch really? black. We live out in the country, but he's somehow like blacker than the blackest shadows. So, like I can clearly see his outline, and he's maybe like a little under six feet tall. Um, it's hard to make out any features just because it, it's so dark. Um, but I can see he has more like human-like features rather than alien. Um, like I can see well-defined cheekbones, his chin, his nose protruding. And he didn't speak outwardly, but I remember we had a very long conversation about like the afterlife. And it was more like I could hear his voice in my head rather than him saying things out loud. Um, that sounds weird and like woo-woo. Oh, I think there's a part two. Hi, web crawlers. Um, so, from what I all I can remember of the conversation I had with this entity was, um, it started to get like very philosophical, and we were talking about like the afterlife, and he was basically saying that like the Christian idea of like what heaven is and the afterlife didn't exist, completely made up, not a thing. Mm-hmm. but that he, and I got the sense it was like him and his people were creating an afterlife for people to go to after they die. And I remember feeling super, super emotional. And then, oh, and meanwhile, all the time this is happening, that, that same pink orb is kind of like behind him in the distance in my front yard. And like the only like unit of measure that I can think of to describe how big it was was like one of those like plastic kiddie pools like flipped up on its side. It's kind of like that's the diameter and it's like an orb. And so this is behind him the whole time and I got the sense that like that's like his like spacecraft or like vehicle that he took to get here. And um so he eventually starts like drifting away, just kind of like floating away towards it. Um, to leave and he sang bye and I just remember getting really emotional like I did not want him to go I don't know if I'm just like a really clingy person but I was like no don't leave me <laughs> like we can be together and it got like really weird <laughs> I don't know um, but then I got to the point where he's just like trying to go and I'm just like not letting him and so he gets in his like orb and is, like floating away up and around my house towards the back 
And I'm just like, oh my god, no! Like, are you gonna come back? And he's like, oh, yeah, like I'll be back. <laughs> like I'll be back one day, and we can talk more. And I was so emotional, and so he just he was gone. And then next thing I know, I'm back in my room, and I have that feeling again, like I'm falling into my bed, and then I wake up. And then, like, all of these emotions just start, like, flooding back to me. Like, I was fucking terrified. Like, what the fuck? Like, how was I so calm during this whole, like, exchange? Freaking out. Um, So that was, like, pretty scary. But now I'm like, okay, it's been a few years now. I haven't heard from him. He said he would call. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, here I am years later. Waiting for my um, <laughs> alien boyfriend to give me a call. Um, see what's up. Um, interesting though, I had a friend who was very into like Buddhism and like spirituality and stuff, and she had this older like Vietnamese man, I guess, who was like her like mentor for like this kind of thing. And so she asked him what he thought it could be, and he says pink orbs are like straight up evil, like what? Demons. Oh, um, oh, that's the end of that. Oh my god. Well, good thing he got that in there. Oh, wait, there's one there more, a, I think. There's one more. Oh, oh good. Another minute. Um, this is for the web crawler. Sorry for going so long, um, but I'm almost done. Um, so my friend and this older Vietnamese man, and so, like, I'm not sure how much of that it's, like, in the Japanese, or the Japanese, the Buddhist, like, belief system and, like, orbs and all that, but he seemed to, like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And so apparently when it comes to orbs, they're, they're spirits or more like entities or deities. And um, just so everybody knows, apparently the only good orb um, or good color of light that you want to be looking for is just like a pure white light. That oh. means it's a good, not like malevolent, like deity. Not a black And so like I said, mine was pink. I thought it was very pretty, but apparently super bad. Oh. Um, so then she just like taught me like some chants or something that she learned from this guy. Um, like I forget like the chant belonging to the Buddha Amitabha, and she says even just like saying his name like offers like a level of protection. He's like a, a like a protector deity of like light. Um, he was the Buddha. Um, so if that works for anybody, um, I did do the chant for a while, and like maybe that's why I haven't heard anything. I haven't had sleep paralysis really since. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see if anyone else has any similar stories or has any episodes of sleep paralysis similar to my one that I talked about last time. Uh, let me know. And have a great one. Bye. Wow. Scary. Oh, my God. I didn't know that about orbs. No. no. White's the only good or good light orb yeah i feel like you you catch (laughs) you in danger girl you in danger girl i feel like you catch like a green orb in pictures all the time yeah right yeah pink orb makes me think of like the 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 good witch in wizard of oz yeah I, i guess not yeah well everything i thought i knew about orbs is wrong yeah 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, hi, hi. This is Talia again for the web crawlers. Uh, I just called um, and I uh, I gave you this uh, recommendation on this insane story about this Italian uh, female serial killer. Uh, and I realized that I have another recommendation that I wanted to make. Pretty recent story. Her name, I don't remember her actual name, but she was known as the Granny Reaper or the Baba Yaga. The Giggling Gay Granny? Russian. And uh, Baba Yaga is a, a folklore story of um, of uh, Russian history and all that. That um, she's like um, an old witch um, Tamara Samsonova. She's like an, an uh, like a seventy-ish-year-old lady that just she started killing her neighbors and doing all kinds of insane stuff to them um, when she was like pretty old and um, to start killing. Like she only started um, doing that when she was like around forty-five, I think, um, and she went on and killed so many people on um, like across the span of about 20 years, something like that. Um, and I saw a picture of her and she looks like, you know, like an average granny kind of <laughs> like, also like she looks fairly small and, uh, like, I don't know if she would like ask me if I wanted a cookie, I would probably say yes. <laughs> thank you, man. Like, of course. Um, so that is another um, really interesting story. Also, um, if I remember correctly, um, Ali, you are also um, uh, Jewish or from Jewish background. 
So, um, happy Rosh Hashanah. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank oh, you. Rosh Hashanah. Aww. That sounds more Americanized. <laughs> In Hebrew, it's Rosh Hashanah. Oh, yeah. that's so um, sweet. Also, I, I, the last time that I, that I called you, I, um, sang, sang for your little song. I don't yeah, have anything off the top of my head, but, uh. You gonna sing? You gonna sing? You are so beautiful Ooh. to me. Oh my god! You are so beautiful. Mm. Oh, it cuts off. Oh, That's so good. Wow, she's a beautiful voice. What a beautiful voice! Yeah, the nanny, granny ripper. Tamara Samsonova was just arrested in 2015. I've never heard about oh this. Oh my god, wow. that's crazy! Grannies. Hey, this is Cami from the Discord, and hey girl, this is a message for the <laughs> web crawlers. Hong Kong. So I'm here. I'm in the kitchen with my dad and my <laughs> my sister. <laughs> they don't know about web crawlers yet, but the reason I called you is that. I wanted to tell you, I was listening to one of your voice, uh, voice mail, um, episodes and I heard one of the callers talking about the Hello Deli and why it was so racist and everything like that. And I was like, the Hello Deli, the Hello Deli is actually a deli that's in New York City that is right next to where David Letterman used to tape. So any of yeah, my bimbos will know about this, but. Um, <laughs> yes, they're called the bimbos, my yes. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't get it, you guys. Anyway, so I just thought that was funny that, anyways, I've actually been to the Hello Deli, which is in New York City, and I mean, they're not white, so I was really confused by that, but then I realized that you were talking about the Yellow Deli, yeah. and I said, oh, okay. <laughs> anyways, random. Okay. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, we're talking about the yellow deli, not the hello yes, deli. Yes, <laughs> I loved the hello deli segments on Letterman. Do you guys remember those with Rupert? No. Where Letterman yes. would go down to hello deli with Rupert and then they'd have like, I don't know. They just have like. I do like, remember that. That was fun. How cute. Those were fun. Yeah. What a fun time. Okay. Next message. Hi, this message is for the web crawlers. Uh, this is Barry. I'm calling from Wisconsin. Ooh. But the last time I called you, I was calling from my uh, vacation at uh, Salem, Massachusetts. Ooh. I called you from my campsite at Winter Island Park there. Um, and I had mentioned how I was out in Salem just taking a solo road trip out there. And uh, I had found out that I had lineage to Elizabeth Howe oh, from right. the yes. Salem Trials. Uh, I was super uh, pleased to hear my voicemail, um, and there's a lot of things I want to update you on, especially because I heard that next week um, you're on your episode on the Salem Witch Trials, which was uh, really awesome. But um, I know no greater fear than getting cut off on these messages, so I'm going to try to get in as much as I can. But last time I called, I mentioned the Elizabeth Howe lineage. I thought it was really cool that you had the... Um, uh, one of the uh, curators or the directors at the uh, Salem um, Witch Museum on, on your, your uh, episode uh, oh, yeah. of all of the witch trial-related things going on in Salem. I think the actual Salem Witch Museum was the best one. I was able to pick up a packet on um, 
like you were talking about in the episode, that has the uh, information for descendants oh, of cool. yeah. the uh, people who were uh, killed in the Salem witch trial. So I have a packet on information regarding all That's that. awesome. That's cool. Really cool. Really great episode to, to hear the director uh, or the curator of the Salem Witch Museum on there. Um, I also mentioned in my previous message the uh, strange potential spirit animal interaction that I had um, with a coyote at my campsite um, to, I guess, to, to get viewers or listeners up to, up to date. I uh, was sitting at my campsite, uh, and shortly before I called uh, last time, I, a coyote sort of wandered through, and it stopped and sort of slightly acknowledged me and then sort of went on. And um, I had been listening to, you know, various uh, podcasts or was included about um, – you know, spirit animals and, and you know, how they, they sort of choose you and you don't get to choose them. Well, the next day, I went to a place uh, in Salem called the Coven Cottage. Uh, and it, it's this real small shop that, you know, deals in witchcraft and various sort of magic and sorcery kind of things. And uh, as I walked in, in, on display in the middle of the store were various animal bones. And at eye level, they had... Coyote leg bones, coyote teeth, and coyote claws. Crazy. Like available for sale. So I talked to one of. I think there's a part. He should buy a coyote tooth just to keep with him for safekeeping. Put it on a necklace. This is Barry again from Wisconsin calling for the web crawlers. I was afraid it was going to happen and then it did. Look at that. (laughs) It Um, happens to the best of us. I'm ashamed. I am a double caller, but there's so much I wanted to tell you about. As I left off in the previous message, I went into this place called the Coven Cottage. They had various animal bones for sale. Um, they were all ethically sourced, which I was pleased to hear. They don't, you don't go out and kill these animals to get the bones, but they actually go out and forage. And uh, I was telling one of the people at the store, I was asking them about the coyote uh, leg bones and the claws and the teeth that were for sale. They didn't have any teeth, so I asked if they had any teeth. Um, of the, uh, the coyote teeth, and and I was telling this person working at the store, I was telling them about you know how the coyote kind of crossed my campsite and acknowledged me, and uh, the night before, and I was saying, oh, is this? Do you think this could have any sort of like spirit animal relation? And that this person working at the store was like, yes, yes, you know, and like we kind of talked about just yeah that sort of spirit animal connection, how they don't you don't get to choose your spirit animal, they choose you. We talked about what it means to have a coyote as a spirit animal, which I do. I know Allie looked into that when I called last time, and I do connect with a lot of those points of what the coyote represents. But I didn't have any teeth, but I was able to get a leg bone and a claw, and I have them uh, um, displayed in my uh, music and creative space in my house. Um, so I just I wanted to follow up on, on that. Uh, for my Salem trip about, uh, you know, going to the Salem Witch Museum. And it's really great if anybody goes to Salem, definitely go to the Salem Witch Museum. Oh, and then my little coyote spirit animal experience. Also, uh, a couple things for Melissa. Um, when I was in Salem, I did get to visit the international headquarters of the Satanic Temple. Ooh. I know that she's a member, <laughs> and uh, I encourage I am a proud member, uh, folks member. <laughs> to visit that. They have a really great art gallery as well as... You know, the, uh, the sort of the story of the Satanic Temple and, you know, what the ideology um, tries to express, which I agree with a lot of points. And then also for Melissa, um, yeah, Bucks and Six. Uh, lastly, no, I do have a really awesome six. Uh, 
synchronicity glitch in the matrix moment, but I feel like I'm running out of time, so I'm going to have to call say, back, this is and be a I will leave that with you. Thank you all so much. I love your show. Uh, you three are the best. Allie, Melissa, Maria, thank you so much. You feel like you're my friends. Which, we are. Uh, it's just such a beautiful thing. Um, I hope to uh, hear this message and get to talk to you again later. Okay. Um, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. <laughs> Ooh, variation. Yeah, I like that. What a nice... What a nice fella. Yeah, what a nice guy. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, we have three messages left. Okay, a lot of part twos today. A lot of part twos. A lot of part twos. Hey, web crawler bimbos. Uh, This is Amy from Ohio. I've called before, and um, I love you guys. I was listening to the episode about the bus uh, tragedy kidnapping and I thought I would maybe lighten the mood a little bit on that story uh, even though it ends up well. Uh, I have a traumatic bus story. Oh no. Um, I went to a Catholic high school. I was right on the cusp of like and people liked me. I had a really big mouth. I think people kind of like liked me but like I was kind of dorky. I was a little chubby and you know I was a little socially awkward Um, and so I was like Right. I had a bigger, an older sister and her friends kind of called me Butterball and Aww. I was kind of just starting to get out of that when I decided one day to bring my mom's electric, um, razor oh, no. or electric shaver on the bus with me because my uniform skirt, we had to wear uniform skirts. So I couldn't cover up hairy legs. Oh no. And I had hairy legs and I just started really needing to shave my legs every, you know, periodically um so all these all of a sudden on the bus ride to school i have no idea why i did this by the way i just i was not a morning person and i was so like i just was too late so i grabbed it and i remember going oh i hope the batteries don't run out i hope i don't get one leg done and then not the other well little did i know that wasn't gonna go over well with the older kids and oh my god I was so tormented for ever I mean because all of a sudden you hear you know kids talk on the bus and then interrupted by a buzzing sound almost like a vibrator yes. you know? <laughs> no. and uh, I, I would say this is like early 90s like maybe 93 90 from 92 something like that uh anyways you can just imagine I think I was about sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. But I was right on the cusp. I was starting to kind of lose some of my job and whatever. But, man, that set me back a year or so <laughs> before I could get in with the cool kids. But uh, hopefully nobody recognizes me. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. She's shaving her legs on the bus. That is I mean, so funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Good for you for having the confidence to be like, fuck it. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now she's for probably forever known as the girl who shaved her legs on the, on bus. the bus. Okay, two more left. Hello, this message is for web crawlers. Um, this is Mary Gibbs. I am calling. Sorry, I literally just had a brain fart. So sorry if it sounds spicy, but um, I am calling to let you guys know about uh, a suspicious bus driver that I once had. Um, also, Uh-oh. to give you guys context, I called a while back um, regarding Lost and how you guys inspired me to watch the final episode. Um, <laughs> but anywho, uh, when I was about, I'll say like nine or ten, like I was maybe in fourth grade, 
We got this new cool bus driver. His name is Ron. Um, Ron was like creepy though. Like oh, one no. look at Ron and you just oh, like no. felt ill. And by that I mean he just had like the classic like greasy comb over, but like very sparse hair on top. He had very oh. few teeth. Um, I'm scared. He just kind of looked. Scary. Um, but Ron was cool. He would let us do whatever the fuck we wanted on the buses. Yeah. Like we could, you know, move seats while the bus was moving. He'd let us listen to the cool radio stations and just like have a party on the bus. So we didn't, you know, really give a fuck. Well, me and my good friend at the time would sit at the front of the bus because again, Ron was cool. He'd let us do whatever we wanted. So like we wanted to sit at the front of bus, front of the bus so that we could be the ones to pick the radio station first. <laughs> um and Ron would like sometimes tell us things about his personal life. Oh no, life. Um, <laughs> Ron! Like, just, like, here and there would like make comments about like he had a daughter and he was divorced. You know, like we got the picture that things at home for Ron weren't the best. Well, one day I get on the bus at school and Ron asks me to step off the bus because he needs to talk to me. Um, oh. And in that moment. I wasn't scared because we were still at the school. Like, you know, there's teachers and staff around other kids. Um, but I, I felt like I was in trouble. Like, I did something wrong, and I was nervous. Like, is he going to yell at me? And when we step off the bus, he tells me that um, he would like to talk to me about something more in detail um, uh, at my stop. At your so stop? So I'll pause here and just let you guys know that typically my stop was the last stop oh, um, no. of the bus route. Um, and as soon as he said that to me, my heart just kind of sank. And I knew then that like, I could not wait to get off at my stop or something bad was going to happen. And so I remember getting off a couple stops before mine, like with, you know, a mutual friend. Um, and as I'm getting off the bus, Ron kind of, you know, nudges me and is like, you know, wait a second. I thought, you know, we were going to talk at your stop sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Like I have to go to my friend's house. Bye. And like jumped off the bus. And I went home later that day being like... And there's a part two? Oh, oh God. God. Oh, no. This message is from Webcrawlers. Hey, guys, it's Mary again. Sorry I talked so fucking long on my last message. It got cut off. So I'll try to make this one speedy. Um, but where I got cut off, I was telling you, um, I was just about to get off the bus um, a couple of stops before mine. And Ron kind of pulled me aside and was like, hey, I thought we were going to talk. Um and I said, you know, sorry, I have to go to my friend's house, made something up, and jumped off the bus. And later that night when I got home, oh, my no. mom's like, you know, how was your day? How was school? And I told her, like, you know, my bus driver was kind of weird. Like, this is what he said, blah, blah, blah. And my mom in that moment was so, like, serious and scared. She was like, yeah. what do you mean? You know, she's all up in arms. Um, you know, me just being like my little 10-year-old self kind of said it super nonchalant, I'm sure, and she was super shook. Um, and she called my principal and the bus garage, like, right then in that moment. And the principal told me that, or told my mom that the bus driver would be, like, fired on the spot, essentially. Um, and the very next day, um, I had a new bus driver. Ron was nowhere to be seen. And the principal of my school followed my bus home to make sure that Ron would not be waiting for me at my stop upon getting dropped off. Wow. Um, I didn't have any other scares after that and no uh, sight or hearing from Ron. Um, but that is my 
very suspicious bus driver story. I hope you guys enjoy. I enjoy your podcast. I listen daily. Love you, girls. Bye. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That makes me want to Yikes. throw up. That is so scary. That's terrifying. I'm so glad she's okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank good for you for getting off on a different stuff. That's yeah. smart. Like for a kid, that's yeah, smart. That's smart. How, I like don't think I would have thought of that. Oh my god, I would have been like, okay, Ron. Yeah, I'm like whatever you need, Ron. You're an adult, so I trust you. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, wow. that's, that's the last voicemail. Wow. Well, guys, please keep calling in. Uh, we love your voicemail so much. We love you. I am Ali Siegel. I am Melissa Stettin. And I, producer Maria. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. An Elio's original. Powered by ACAST. 